everybody. So I actually made it live thanks to Ming. Thank you so much, Ming, <laughs> who's sitting right across from me. Um, I thought it would be fun um, for the new year to bring you into the studio as I'm doing it because I don't have a, um, a YouTube channel yet. So I wanted to be able to look at the screen and look at all of you and through the screen say Happy New Year. Um, I don't have a guest with me today, which uh, I've only done that once before. Ethan saved me the last time when a guest bailed on me because of the weather. Um, so, and I haven't done a Facebook Live in a, a very, very long time. And with the new year upon us, I had a lot that was on my mind. And I thought I would just come on and kind of do it this way. So... I was speaking to a friend this morning, and we were discussing, or I should say I was discussing with her, how 2024 is the first new year that I've stepped into without a plan. Every new year that has come, I've always prepared ahead of time, and I thought, uh, like a little child, like I would, uh, it, it almost felt like I would have a, a chalkboard in front of me. Oh, that's hard to say when you're from from Brooklyn. Chalkboard. Well, anyway, um, and like as we counted down the days, I felt like I would be erasing these imaginary things off of off of the board, so that it would be like check did that, check did that, check did that, and and I would get excited for January 1st so that I could start to think about all the things that I had planned that I had said, oh, I'm gonna do this next year because I'll have more time. And you know, the end of the year is always so hectic. And I woke up New Year's Day and realized I didn't have a plan. Um, and it terrified me, to be quite honest with you, because I couldn't think of anything. And I know that part of it is probably because I just lost my mom. And this was the f these were the first two holidays that we went through without her. Um, and I woke up almost feeling, I don't want to say numb, but feeling like I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel any excitement. I didn't feel like I had any direction. And the last time I remembered waking up that way, and I'm not trying to make this melodramatic, but um, just as a reference point, the last time I woke up that way was when I was having my nervous breakdown. Now I know I was, I know I'm not having a nervous breakdown, so let's just get past that. But the other significant thing about this year is I am four months and one day away from turning 60. And I've never been the type of person that a birthday has bothered, except for 53. I've, I've said this to people. When I turned 53, it really annoyed me because it just seemed like such an ugly number, like 53. It's just ugly. I, I don't know why. Maybe because I couldn't divide it by anything. I don't know. In my mind, who knows? Um, when you grow up in chaos, you always have to try to find a reason. But... Um, and hold on to that word because I'm going to come back to that word, chaos. Um, so it's not the number. It really isn't the number that bothers me, although I think it's significant. Um, but I'm also really fortunate and really lucky to know a lot of freaking amazing, beautiful, talented, smart 
women who are already in their 60s and are killing it <laughs> in every way possible. So, and I kind of feel like if this is what 60 looks like now, I'm okay with it because I, I remember what my grandmother looked like at 60. And yeah, it was, it was rough. But um, when I woke up, I thought, I don't have a direction. I don't have a job because I was taking care of my mom. I don't have a purpose because my mom's gone. And for 14 months, that was really my purpose. And it scared the crap out of me. For the first time, it really, really scared the crap out of me. Because, you know, when you're in your 20s and your 30s and you don't feel like you have a direction, you always have that person who's looking at you and going, it's okay, you have plenty of time. And I don't know, I could live until I'm 100, who knows. But um, <clears throat> when you're 60 and you are looking at other people your age who are getting ready to retire, um, who are becoming grandparents, who are kind of stepping into what appears to be their best life or the la life that they planned for um, from the time that they were in their 20s, it can really weigh heavily on you. And I started to wonder how many other people my age feel this way? How is, is this a midlife crisis that's happened a little bit late? You know, I could have hit my, live, my midlife crisis when I got divorced, but it was just pretty clear to me that I just, although I loved my husband, I wasn't in love with him anymore. So it kind of made sense that we weren't together anymore. And then what ensued after that was just very unfortunate with the relationship I landed in. But it never felt like, I never felt like I had a midlife crisis until right now, until the last three or four days. And I feel like I keep questioning myself, what are you doing? <laughs> so what are you doing? What's going to happen for this year? Um, and my wonderful, beautiful friend Lucy Dickinson took the time to talk to me this morning. And I was very emotional, and I started to cry. And I said to her, I was going to come on, and I was going to do this show. And I hoped it didn't sound like I was rambling. I hope that it connected with people because um, I do like to connect with people. But I said to her that for the last few days, I had all these things that I was trying to plan. I was trying to plan a gathering. I was trying to plan a retreat because I couldn't do the women's retreats that I've been doing. I couldn't do one last year. And I did have all these ideas, but... I didn't have the passion that I once had. They didn't bring me the joy that they once had. And I was struggling with whether or not it was grief, whether or not it was fear, or if I was just tired. <laughs> if I was just really, really tired. And we got into this amazing conversation. And she said something that really hit me. She said, you know, Maureen, people forget that they're human beings. We're not human doings. And I said, what do you mean by that? And she said, we forget how to just be. We always feel like we have to be doing something. We always feel like we have to be planning something because really throughout our lives, that's what we do. You know, we have to be at school. We have to plan for the tests. <laughs> um, we have to plan for birthdays and, and gatherings and, you know, we have to practice if we're involved in sports or, or our kids are athletes. 
we have to prepare for job interviews or projects that are going on at work. We're trying to prepare to get married, have children. Um, and sometimes we do reach a point in our lives where there's not much to plan for. We're not doing. Uh, we're not being. We're not doing. And we have to just be. We have to just be quiet. And I said to her that I lately I had felt like I wish things were a little simpler. Um, now, I don't want to say I wish things were like they used to be when I was younger because, you know, we all know when I was younger, things were chaotic. But there's that word. And when you grow up in chaos, when your life is nothing but chaos and survival, you don't know how to just be. And I realized, and I'm not trying to get deep here. I'm just kind of trying to tell you what I've been dealing with in the last couple of days. Um, because I know when I'm on Facebook and the things that I write, um, it helps people. And people are very kind. And they're like, I love when you write. And you're, you're always helping people. And you always say the right things at the right time. And when people say that to me, I laugh. And I go, well, listen, you know, it's very rare that it's a one-off. <laughs> It's very rare that I sit down and go, dee, 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 and 10 minutes, boom, I have, you know, something that's on, that's been posted that's going to help people. A lot of times it takes a day for me to look at what I'm writing, trying to figure out what I'm trying to say. Is this how I want it to come across? Is the message that I'm trying to convey clear enough? Um, and then it goes online. So doing this is risky, by the way. Um, but I realize that... I don't know how to just be. And and I hope I don't get emotional, but I have a feeling it's coming. <laughs> so Ming, don't laugh at me. Because like I said, he's in the studio with me right now. Um, I don't know how to just be. I don't know how not to be needed. I don't know how not to have something in front of me that needs to be taken care of or needs to be solved. And I realize that what I've wished for my whole life, which was I just wish I had a minute to concentrate on me and what I want and do the things that I want to do is here. <laughs> it's here. Um, my daughter is successful and she's killing it in her life. And thankfully she still needs me. <laughs> she still calls me. I have amazing friends and my family is healthy, but my mom is gone. And she was the last person who truly needed me. She, without me realizing gave my life that purpose, that focus, that, um, Ming, do we have tissues? <laughs> There's always got to be a funny moment with oh, me. Excuse me, Ming. <laughs> I'm used to saying Ethan. Um, there, there's this moment that you reach in your life. And I think I've just reached where it's, so now what are you going to do? Now what do you want to do with your life? 
and I'm going to be 60. And what do I want to do with my life? So on paper, I don't know, maybe I'm, <laughs> I'm not the person who, whose life you would want to emulate. Uh, I'm single. <laughs> I don't have anybody in my life. I haven't had anybody in my life for a long time. And scarily enough, um, that's not what scares me the most, which is what I thought it would. I thought that would scare me the most. It doesn't. Thank you. Um, I hope this isn't toilet paper. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it is. Um, sorry about that. Um, although I would. I would love to meet someone. But it's just too hard, you know? And this is what I mean about it, getting back to simple, simple things. You know what? I don't want to look like I'm 40. I don't want to dress like I'm 30. I don't want to... I want to be I want to be 59. I want to be the person that I am. I want to wake up some days and not feel like putting on my makeup and being comfortable with someone and then on the days that I do dress up, I want them to look at me and go, "Damn, she still looks good for her age." So, I don't have anybody in my life, which would probably make me feel like I have someone who needs me. Uh again, my daughter is doing great in her life. Um, my brothers don't need me. They have their families and my friends have their lives. And although they fulfill them in many, many ways, they, they fulfill a lot of moments in my life. Um, you know, when I go home, I go home. It's just me. And I'm grateful because there was a time when I went home to someone who almost destroyed me. So I do appreciate the fact that I have the opportunity to go to a beautiful home and a sweet, comfortable, beautiful little home. And I get to create my beautiful life. But now what? Now what? Where does the joy come from? How do I find that? Am I the only person who feels this way? Because, you know, when you don't have somebody to bounce this off of, when you don't have someone sitting across the couch that just looks at you and says, come here, let me give you a hug. Like, you're being ridiculous. Like, you're just having a moment. So have a moment with me. Let's hug it out. You do wonder, am I the only person who feels this way? Am I the only woman who's experiencing all these these feelings and all these emotions? Um, and for what I think I want for my life, Am I too old for that? Have I reached that point where some things will not be attainable? Uh, I'm not sure. These are all the questions that have been going through my head. And I, of course, I love doing this podcast. But it brought me to the next thought, which was there is not enough out there that is for women my age. There are not enough messages, there are not enough people in the media, on TV, um, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe there are plenty of us who have podcasts, but I don't know all of them. And where, where is all of the attention for people who are my age? Why isn't the world focusing on what we have to offer? Why 
Why do I have to worry about how many followers I have? How many people are listening before someone who's in a position of power says, oh, you know what? She has a lot to say. She's really interesting. Um, why do I have to worry if I'm wearing the right thing, saying the right thing? My eyelashes are on because my eyes are like, you know, this big. Why can't there just be that connection like there used to be? Um, I started this podcast because I thought people needed to have more conversations. I think people need to have more conversations and not just conversations on a Zoom, not just conversations through a screen. Although, like I said, this is part of me doing the first, the first episode for this year. Um, it's about the face to face, you know, I started to plan something for February and I realized that, you know, when you have the invite list and people can see it, people will hesitate about whether or not they're going to say yes or maybe by how many people have already responded yes or who has responded yes. And that's very interesting because I saw that happen once before. Back in the day, you would send out invites and you just say, hey, I'm doing this thing. Want to come? Nobody wondered who's going to be there. Nobody thought, let me see who's on the invite list. Is, are there people there that I know? Are there people there that I like? People just showed up. And I, feel, I kind of feel like that's how life is right now. It's very um, planned. <laughs> if it's not exactly the way you want it to be, then you're going to skip it. And there's a lot to be said about walking into something that you don't know. There's a lot to be said about walking into a room with people you've never met. And it's not easy. Uh, I had to learn how to do it. And I had to learn how to do it when I wrote my book. And I had to learn how to do it <laughs> doing this podcast and introducing myself to people, sitting with Ming and telling him why I wanted to do this podcast. And having a very uncomfortable conversation with him. Um, that's what I miss. I miss the days when people wanted to talk and they knocked on the door and you opened the door and you were like, hey, what's going on? Oh, nothing. I just wanted to stop by. Sure, come in, have a cup of tea. I can remember my mother doing that a million times. A million times, as chaotic as our life was, um, I can remember my mom being in her pajamas and people ringing the bell and her running into the bedroom and going, so-and-so is here. I don't know what they want. Let me get dressed, you know, see what's going on. And sure enough, it would end up um, in a three-, four-hour conversation across the kitchen table, <laughs> just talking. Now we have life coaches. What the hell is a life coach? Am I, too under, am I too old to understand that? Why the hell do I need a life coach? And why do I have to pay someone other than a therapist to clue me in on the things that would make my life easier? Why do people tell me, oh my gosh, Maureen, you give such great advice. You have so many wonderful things to say. You know what you should do? You should make a program. <laughs> you should make a program. You know, go on Canva, make this program, and you can upload it, and people will buy it. 
Why would I want to do that? Has money and disconnecting human to human become so commonplace that it's about the bottom dollar? Have people learned how to perfect charging others to have a conversation and share what they know? These are the questions that I have come into 2024 thinking about. These are some of the reasons why I wonder if people will ever be able to truly reconnect. Is what's going on in the world too overwhelming? Was COVID so traumatizing to people that they don't know how to walk out of their house and have a conversation and shake hands and look people in the eye anymore? I mean, God knows people had trouble doing that beforehand, but is that how it's going to be? Because if that's how it's going to be and I'm turning 60 while this is happening, I have a problem because it's going to be pretty lonely for me unless people start reconnecting. Um, so I don't know. Is it a midlife crisis? Maybe some of you can tell me. Maybe you, some of you can get in touch with me and let me know if anything I'm saying resonates with all of you. Um, if any of you have felt this way, whether you're single, whether you're married, whether you're divorced, I just know that stepping into 2024, it's not so clear for me. And it terrifies me. But I know I'm going to get to the end of 2024 and, and step into 2025 at some point. Um, and as frightened as I am, not knowing or having any idea of what 2024 holds or how to try to plan it out, there is a side of me that's really excited. Because if I listen to my friend Lucy and I just be, and I just allow myself to be, and I allow myself to kind of just go in the direction that life is gonna probably take me this year without me having all these great plans and, and these great things going on, then I might actually find myself more comfortable in my discomfort. And I might actually find my way to what it is that I'm supposed to be doing throughout the year. So my motto for 2024 is good things are coming and good things are happening. And yes, I am going to plan some things and I'm going to plan some gatherings and hope people just show up and say, yeah, we're in it with you, Maureen. Um, I am going to try and, and plan that retreat, but I think I'm going to try to do it when I feel like it's going to excite me because maybe there's something coming up that I'm not aware of and the universe or Ronnie, my mom, is saying, hold on, hold back on that retreat. <laughs> May not necessarily be the big thing that's going to happen this year for you. So I hope good things are happening for all of you. I wish good things, ha I wish good things to happen to and for all of you in 2024. And maybe I'll check in alone by myself in six months and see where I've gotten in the first six months of, of the year. Um, and I will definitely be back next week with a guest. I'm not going to tell you who, although I already know who it is. But it's, it's almost going to be a little bit of a continuation of a conversation like this with someone who's a little younger and is going through some of this herself. But I'd really love to hear from 
people my age. Oh my God, people my age. I would, I would really love to hear from people my age or anybody who has a thought after listening to this about what they're thinking. Are you tired? Are you tired of having to keep up, <clears throat> having to follow the rules that society has set <laughs> to be successful or to be discovered? I don't know. Um, but like I said, I wish you all good things and I wish you all a wonderful week and a good night and I'll see you next Tuesday.